country goose of a Provençal stuffed with chestnuts and basted in white wine. <laughs> basted? He's been marinated in it. <laughs> Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library Podcast. I am here again after a week off. Jeff, that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, words mm-hmm. are all over the place. Yep. You, yep. this is a fun play-at-home game where you take the words I say and put them in the correct order <laughs> on your own time, and then send me back what I should have said. And over there, laughing, as always, is TC. Hello, that's, TC. That's me, TC. <laughs> always laughing. Always laughing. Mm-hmm. I have it tattooed uh, across my neck. That's a that's a weird place for that to be tattooed. <laughs> well, I want people to know. I just have to let people know. <laughs> it's it's on those days where you're not in a good mood and it still says always laughing and people just don't know how to handle you at that point. It's like, very cranky today, are you? No, read the tattoo. <laughs> read the tattoo. I'm always laughing inside. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, Jeff. Well, welcome back to you. See, we took oh, a little, took a week off there because yeah. of just uh, you were working on some stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I was uh, I was filming for 5 days straight and it was oof. amazing. That's that's good. That's all that ever counts is when mm-hmm. it's it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least it wasn't like I was feeling for five days straight, and it was terrible. <laughs> Pure oh torture. my goodness! No, <laughs> it was it was so cool. It was a great experience. We, it's fun to have legitimate pre-production before a big production. We, mm-hmm. uh, you and I, we both cut our teeth doing forty-eight hour film festivals where you can only prepare so much, and then it's just flying by the seat of your pants. Right. And to actually go into a production with months of preparation it made everything go swimmingly <laughs> that's good though that's a, that's definitely a good uh, and it must be a good feeling coming out of it going wow that just worked so well yeah huh this we 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 did it <laughs> <laughs> there's there would be a part of me that would just be like what what's gonna go wrong now because that's how i felt all week i was like this is going too well something's going too well <laughs> something's gonna but no we, we did well uh, That's and fantastic. Then, and you, you got to go relax a little bit. I did. I did. I just got back. At the time of us recording this, I just got back from a little bit of a vacation, Fourth uh, of July mm. holiday, Independence Day. If there's, I don't think there's any listeners outside of the outside of the U.S., but uh, you, I think people know. Uh, people know what Independence Day is. Yeah, right. um, they've, seen, they've the seen the movie. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's how we're going to be known We've, for. We, we, we just, we're, we're on the same page. A week off did not hurt our, our synergy at all. Exactly. The synergy of completing each other's sentences, <laughs> uh, or just saying at the same time, not even completing really. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just got, I just got back from that. That was nice. Just going away, middle of nowhere, kind of just sitting, relaxing. Uh, Lindsay and Colin from the AFI, or not the AFI, well, Lindsay from AFI, but the Lindsay and Colin from the Oscars podcast here on the Top Shelf Network. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I was with them, and we were all just kind of hanging out, relaxing. Yeah, I'm sure there was, there was no movie conversation had at all. Absolutely not, yeah. and absolutely no fake television show from the early 90s create called Bay Squatch, which had <laughs> Bigfoot coming down from Washington to be a lifeguard on a beach. Oh that my totally God. did not, we did not, we totally did not come you up with that. conceptualized Bay Squatch. Bay Squatch. I'm, I expect to see a poster. I already have the logo, Donald, no, send it to you in a minute. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, no. no. So that was that was uh, that was kind of the uh, that was kind of the the time off, and it was is, nice. And is Bay Squatch part of the New Prairie Universe, or is it a show in the New Prairie Universe? It's a show within the New Prairie. Okay, universe. there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Only lasted for a season. Was canceled before second season could air. So there's mm-hmm, four mm-hmm. episodes of season two that they had produced. And for, for those unaware, Jeff is is a world builder, a universe builder, a universe builder and at this point. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't have a simple idea. It it is all part of a big. So he's got he's got like a room of like newspaper clippings and red yarn <laughs> connecting one thing to another. Everything must be connected to everything else. Which really, when you think about it, that's all a wiki a, a Wikipedia is. Yeah, you know, like a, a yeah. wiki is just that board of photos and maps and and red string, but it's less. Um, like creepy and it's all, less it's all digital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you can hide the wiki. You can't hide a wall in your apartment that looks like you're trying to track a killer from 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you're just hunting down the Zodiac killer. Exactly. That's I've been doing it ever since I was born. Uh, so yes. <laughs> give, give me a, give me a beat here. Um, my neighbor's like drilling or something. So I just hear it coming Uh-oh. through the mic. So, Oh no. 
are they doing? There we what go. Are they, what are they doing out there? They're drilling. They're probably just preparing to set off like a crap ton of fireworks later tonight. If we drill a hole into this firework, we can get the firework stuff out of it and make another bigger firework, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, That's how fireworks idea. work. That's how they work, right? <laughs> uh, for those listeners out there, I hope you guys all had a good break and didn't miss us too much. You had a couple yes. options. I know Lindsay and Callan have been putting out episodes here and there. I did yep. have an episode of the Rewatchmen. I think a couple of you from this podcast listened to us for the first time over there and heard our discussion about the animated Wonder Woman movie and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So I appreciate the the bump in listenership over at uh, the Rewatchmen. Thank you for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad people are uh, following you all over the place, TC. <laughs> <laughs> I am staying here. This yep. is all I'm doing. I don't this, go anywhere. <laughs> this is, and, and what, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Well, this week, nice segue. I like how you segued in there. This high week five. we are <laughs> high five. <laughs> this week we are watching the 1970 animated film, The Aristocats. Aristocats, not the yes. filthy, filthy joke. No, no, <laughs> The Aristocats, which mm-hmm. which is the last film that Disney that Walt had approved prior to his death, but is the first film outside like, that was produced entirely outside of his death right there's no there's no oversight by walt himself right and so now he he had been working on the rescuers like there was some like approval for the rescuers we'll get to that i guess later on when we get to the rescuers right but uh, this was pretty much like his last film his last animated film that he said had any kind of say as yes we're gonna do this and then he died i, I feel it's fair to say it at movie number 20 we've ended it's the end of an era. It's the end of Walt's era. We right. will see remnants of of his work with the Rescuers, with Winnie the Pooh. Uh, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is a collection that he was still involved with. Mm-hmm. But we're we're done. This not we're done. We're we're still going to keep. We still have, <laughs> that's it, guys. We're finished. We only got to do the first twenty. <laughs> we still and... have like thirty episodes to go. So we're yes. we're still going. But uh, we we've ended an era here. I think it's I th- I feel it's fair to say that the golden era ended with Jungle Book, and that we've. We've we've started to shift over to the third era mm-hmm. of the Walt Disney Animation Studios library, which is called by many the Dark Ages. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny because you can you can kind of see, and this is this is where I'm really excited because I really want to see these next handful of films, not just because I haven't seen a lot of them, but because I want to see if that if if Walt being gone if his obviously because he doesn't have his his fingers in everything he doesn't mm-hmm. have his oversight mm-hmm. on it i want to see if the quality of the of the films you know slowly like well it's still a little bit of waltz in this but you know just in spirit but it's like but we're trying different new things and we're going yeah, in kind of a different yeah. direction and i want to see how that relates to these films i want to see if that's like a gradual shift or if it's just like wow this movie just sudden shift <laughs> what is this this is not a movie walt would have ever done you know well i some some might argue that's what we got with this but i suppose we should start with asking you have you seen this before i have not seen aristocats oh, okay before. so this this was your first experience or yep. at least watching the full the entirety of the film did you know anything about this movie i i didn't know i, I honestly i i had no idea what the plot of this film was mm-hmm. i know the song everybody wants to be a cat mm-hmm. like so I, i've heard that at some point i couldn't have told you the lyrics or the melody of it but when they started playing it i went oh i know i've heard this before right um but I, I didn't, I had no idea what the plot was about or what the plot was, you know, it was, so it was kind of fun just sitting watching this because it was a brand new film to me. Yeah. And, and there leads to another question, which version did you watch? Because they did release a special edition where they cleaned it up a little bit in terms of the line quality. Yep, which my version my version was the the Blu-ray copy that came okay. out. Okay, I watched the DVD copy. So okay. <laughs> we, just, just on that weird... That, the uh, they the, the Blu-rays they clean up the movies quite well, and oftentimes mm-hmm. I find the Blu-ray cleanups distracting because it smooths out some of the the hand-drawn quality of a lot of the older films, right. which which gives a charm to the Disney films, the, the the animated films. This, however, I watch watching the original release, the digital release. Oh my gosh, it's so sloppy. It's yeah. the line quality. It's distractingly so. It the- is. The it main, is. the main old woman. I and I'm I, I only caught Duchess. Duchess is Duchess name, and then O'Malley is the only two names right. that I, I I took away from this remembering. I could not remember. Oh, and Edgar as the butler. Mm-hmm. Um, but the old lady character, she is she she looks horrendous from uh, it, a drawing perspective. 
the you know, the line quality at the very least for all the characters is sloppy, but she she uh, the human characters suffer the most, and she yes. suffers even further because she's the most realistically depicted. Right, and that's kind of weird because Edgar is very Disney cartoonish human. Mm-hmm. You know, a little he, he exaggerated reminds, proportions. He reminds me of uh, Jasper and uh, Horace from. Hundred One Dalmatians and, mm-hmm. and the very British nose and and, yep. and shape of his body. He he also reminds me of the the greedy servant from Princess and the Frog, which we'll get to much further down the road. But just yeah, he he still had an animated, cartoonish quality to him, whereas Madam was very realistically. Dip- Actually, it's funny. Candace w- watched a little bit of it with me, and she she pointed out. What a what a nice figure on that old lady. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a very nice figure. I mean, she's she's kept her she's kept her wits about her over the years, and yeah. she's learned how to you know keep her figure and very healthy, yeah. eat, eat very healthy. I mean, very she it's Helen just her Mirren, and her cats. Helen Mirren esque. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, if there was a live action version of this, Helen Mirren would play that mm-hmm. would play Madam. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's she, it's and it's it's so weird. And I know we've we've had films that have kind of done that mixture of you know that 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 combination of well, here's more cartoony characters here some more realistic ones we've already we've seen some of those uh, right, happen right. and obviously the backgrounds and the environments are fairly realistic it's that really realistic cartoon uh not uh, not sleeping beauty kind of just vague right. or not angular and and abstract no this right. had the the fully realized backgrounds it still had the paint outside the line style that we mm-hmm. saw in a couple of the previous to this uh, particularly 101 dalmatians right but uh, it was Really, this was a blend of a lot of of what had worked, in the, especially in the 10 that we just watched. Because this is number 20. We've Correct. reached our second round of these films. And I feel that Aristocats capitalized on a lot of the successes of technique and storytelling and characterizations that we saw in the previous nine leading into this. Mm-hmm. It very much feels like Lady and the Tramp's plot as right. mixed with 101 Dalmatians plot. Yep. It had stylistically it felt more like 101 Dalmatians and Sword in the Stone and that's and the Xerox era that that we exist in now in this line of films. Uh the the animals and the the cats and the dogs and the the geese and the mice like they felt more well actually the uh um Rutherford the mouse felt very Cinderella. Yep. The cats and dogs felt very Lady and the Tramp and 101 Dalmatians as well. Yep. It was a, even the music, like everyone wants to be a cat is very much I want to be like you. You still you have a famous jazz man, Scatman Carruthers, Scatman Carruthers came right. in to play the cat. And it really feels like a a Disney casserole of what worked in the nine movies leading up to this. And that's a good point. And, you know, you, you kept bringing up 101 Dalmatians. And I had thought that, too, once we saw the two older kind of uh, uh, like old Western, like, like oh, you know, that, that I can't remember the dog's names. <laughs> I, I know a, the actors. <laughs> it's Napoleon and Lafayette, the two, yes. the two, the two dogs. I love... Oh, what's his name? It's the it's the guy who does the guy who does Napoleon. Pat um, Buttram. Pat Buttram. That who guy's is... voice is the best, and he'll actually pop up a few more times throughout the Disney Library. From Green Acres back in the day, Mr. Yeah, Haney. That's right. And also was one of the old uh, old men, old Western men in Back to the Future Part Three. Back to the, that's right. <laughs> Because oh, once man. he speaks, you're like, oh, I know him. <laughs> There's no denying that voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those unique voices. He's just mm-hmm, like Gilbert mm-hmm. Gottfried. Uh, <laughs> well, with with this mishmash of ideas and storytelling and techniques and whatnot, what, where did you land on this? I, obviously, I want to dig a little deeper in certain aspects of it, but is what jumped out at you that's – what specifically jumped out at you for this? It's – it's interesting. Like I, I was on the fence even while watching this movie. I was I was really on the fence about the movie itself because, as you just mentioned, there was a lot of moments that I went, "Oh, I've kind of already seen this. This is mm-hmm. this does the whole them having to get back home, you know, on foot, and then meeting new characters on the way, which only show up for a scene, and they're gone." Is very much so 100 Mile Dalmatians, and I just yeah. kept kind of going like, "Oh, okay." So this is okay. Oh, and there's there's the bad guy. It felt like a retread, partially of 101 Dalmatians, and mm. that threw me. And that's what stuck out the most about it was 
Yes, I mean we, you know, the whole the whole princess stories that we've had, Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella and all those, they do have similar esque plots to them, and you know, to to a degree, right? But right. they still all have a very uniqueness to it, uh, uniqueness to it. So yeah, this film, I uh, just it didn't initially at, at for me, and that's what kind of kind of was a little weird about it and i just didn't i didn't know how to feel about it though i like the characters i like duchess i like o'malley like those i like those i like the three kittens they're very cute and <laughs> uh, as much Maurice, of a <laughs> toulouse and marie i think it is the three kitties names yeah 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 um I will say yes. Uh, <laughs> I have a list of the cast in front of me, but I couldn't tell you who was whom, um, except for Scatman or mm-hmm. the Scat Cat. Uh, but the the uh, the the film just. I, I, but I still liked. I still like them as a character. I really liked Edgar. Actually, I thought he's, it was kind he's of a fun. bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a bumbling idiot who is just. It was just greedy, and you know he definitely falls into the the the, the traditional, just cliches of being a bad guy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like oh i would just want money it's all about money i'm just going to do it here's my plan the plan didn't work crap hold on let's fix the plan we'll fix the plan again still not working okay <laughs> this is getting really frustrating just again please i just want to be evil and have money that's all he, he wanted his sequences with napoleon and lafayette first where he mixes it up with them when he loses the cats mm-hmm. and then when he comes back to try to like get all the evidence those two sequences are so good. They are. The, they are. The and then he kind of disappears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we only see Lafayette and Napoleon those two times. They get the final lines in the movie in a very meta, <laughs> I think it's over. Uh, I'll tell you when it's over. It's the end. Like, they didn't <laughs> which, get a... <laughs> which, that, that right there, it's so weird. It's so weird to see that in a 1970... Disney film. Right. That that feels more like current DreamWorks. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, oh, we're well aware we're characters inside of a film. Let's kind of just poke fun at it. And especially in a movie where that's the only time it happens, mm-hmm. it, it kind of sticks out a little bit more, but at the same time works because it's the last thing of the movie. You've, you had the yeah. story... Everything you know, they they follow along as if it you know they are in that film, they're in that story. They don't realize that they're in a story, and if the last like three lines is them breaking the fourth the wall, fourth wall break, yeah, and that's and, completely yeah, okay. It, it works, it works. They, I I do think they have the two best sequences in the movie with with in front in the windmill in their space, just the farcical back and forth of of and speed of the first go around, and then the slow slow jokes of Edgar trying to get the hat and trying to get the umbrella and the <laughs> the squeaking shoes. Like, there's a lot. That, those gags are so good. Oh, yeah. Um, but that that does not make a film. The, the film itself does not pick up and get going until Thomas O'Malley shows up. Right. I, the first act of this movie leading up to the cats, cats getting kidnapped and Thomas O'Malley showing up felt really long to me. It dragged. Mm-hmm. It almost because there there just wasn't anything happening in it. There wasn't anything going on. I, I mean, there is a plot, but I just I didn't realize. Like I think, I think it's and actually I think it's about a half hour in before he shows up. Yeah, it's it, it's it's odd because note. Disney is so has been so good at introducing and realizing characters quickly. Mm-hmm. You get, they get on the screen, you know what they are about, you know who you you understand everything about a character really quickly in all the previous films we've seen up to this point, uh, aside from Aurora, who is a non-character in her own movie. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But for the most part, a lot of these movies, the introduction and exposition and setup, the first act, clips along at at enough of a pace that you know that you can get the plot going. And and I, I felt that the Aristocats plot really didn't get going until far later into the film than normal. They spent a lot of time... And Madam and her lawyer and Edgar and setting up these human characters who aren't the main characters. They no. still they still set up Duchess and the kids and and they still introduced us to them, but it felt really stretched out and and that was it was noticeable to me. And going going back to you know using 101 Dalmatians as a good reference since we've already brought it up a couple times, mm-hmm. you know that film 
had obviously has the human characters in it, and but they are still an important part to the film. They're not the main characters, main characters. Mm-hmm. But the time I felt like that we spent with those characters, introducing them and building them up, felt right. Still kept the plot moving. There was still a reason for us to be focusing on those humans. The right. sole reason we're focusing on the humans in Aristocats is just so Edgar is the bad guy. Yes, and, that's and the only reason. There, it's. <laughs> It's. I don't think it's unfair to compare this to 101 Dalmatians as we no. keep doing. Anita and Roger, Roger is set up to introduce Pongo's world. Anita is is introduced to show the goodness of these human characters, all in in um, an effort to set up Cruella and make her that much worse. Mm-hmm. You have to introduce Roger and Anita to get to Cruella who is the villain of the story and it all is logical it all all the dominoes fall pretty nicely in in there uh, if you if we want to compare to lady and the tramp which introduces lady and and we get her whole story rather quickly before we meet Jacques and Trusty and and that's and the and the introduction of the baby mm-hmm. all, all the first act of lady and the tramp and then we get to meet Tramp, very similarly to how we meet Thomas O'Malley, just right. a man on the streets who who knows the ways of the world, the ins and outs. He's a bit of a con man, a bit of a, a man about town. Um, but Tramp is a far more realized character, right? And and I hadn't, I I didn't even realize O'Malley was a character that was coming. Oh, in. you thought because, he was just introduced yeah. and then he'd be gone? Yeah, because of just first off, like how long it had been that we've been focusing on Duchess and the cats and Madam and Edgar and all that. I, I just have figured, Oh, he would be, you know, he shows up for that scene. He helps get them on the cart, like the cream, the cream wagon, right. uh, the milk cart. And I just assumed that was going to be it because the, the, the two old geese characters that show up, mm-hmm. they're like that. They're just there to get them from point A to point B. And then once they're at point B, they're done. They're out. Uncle Waldo, drunk Uncle Waldo. <laughs> drunk Uncle Waldo, which <laughs> oh, and, and I, I did like. <laughs> the, the, it's, that's the thing. There are some great characters throughout the course of this movie. Yep. Um, and a, an element that I've, I also noticed once we even got the, cat, the cats back to Paris Something that is in both is mostly in Hundred One Dalmatians is the urgency. We need to get back. We need mm-hmm. to get back. We need to get away from Cruella. There's an urgency in the dogs fleeing in Hundred One Dalmatians, and Lady and the Tramp, she gets her day about town, experiences life on the other side of the tracks, and then gets back to her life. And then there's an urgency in trying in the the climax of that film. With Duchess and the and Thomas and those cats, it's like we have to get back to Madam, but let's stop here. Let's let's hang out with these geese. Let's let's go to a party and and right. see the scat cat. And oh, I really should be getting back tomorrow. So it, I didn't feel the. That's why Edgar's sequ- Edgar works so well in this movie is because you know you understand the stakes in what he's doing and the urgency in what he's doing. And right. that's the, that's what makes those two sequences even better is because you completely, you, you can understand and you, and all of his actions are supported by what occurs. Like it, it all makes sense. Whereas is <laughs> Duchess is lazily trying to get back to her madam. It, I didn't, it, it was a little clunky for me. I, yeah, because because her her motivation didn't seem to be full fully realized or fully clear. She didn't have that strong opinion to get back. She felt like like when they were hanging out on the rooftop and she was talking to O'Malley there uh, during that one sequence that mm-hmm. if they never got back, I almost feel like she was actually. I thought that's where she was going. I, there was a part of me that was kind of going, "Oh, are they going to stay? Like, is that it? Are they not yeah. going to go back? Or are you know, they gonna, if, it, like, if it was do- a Miyazaki film, she would have stayed." <laughs> uh, and not bother trying to get back well, home. Not not necessarily not bother trying to get home. Just Hayao Miyazaki films tend to have a little more reality and sadness. I'm, I'm thinking like Kiki's Delivery Service, where the she doesn't get her magic back in the end. <laughs> okay, anyway, okay. I, I, I'm tangenting here. Um, <laughs> I, I, TC, been, there is no place for tangents in this I, podcast. I, I, you're telling me this. that reminds me of another tangent. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh wait, TC, we don't have time for that. We we have to. The tangent is oh, this tangent. Oh. Is the tangent the podcast that we're doing? Is mm-hmm. that what it's it called? Is? Tangent the podcast. Ooh, I yeah. like that. 
It's mm-hmm. just 25 minutes of us sitting talking and then being on tangents about other and things and never completing a thought. That would probably be a, a, a podcast two people with ADD would do. Oh, yeah. And or Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's the same. And there's, tw- <laughs> there's 65 episodes that are released and all 65 are the exact same episode because <laughs> they forgot anyway. they talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm really harping on this film. And, uh, well, I should give you more of an opportunity to chime in. No, I've been agreeing with a lot of the stuff that you've been saying because there's, it's, it's, it's one of those. So my, my notes for this movie are fairly limited. Mm -hmm. Uh, there really, really wasn't a ton of stuff that, you know, I, I spoilers for later on in the podcast. I wasn't just madly in love with this movie, but at the same time, I also didn't hate this movie much like certain films that we've watched, (laughs) uh, (laughs) which will remain nameless jungle book. So this movie, I don't know where, where did that come from? Um, Somebody just walked in and said a movie title. That's weird. Weird. But so uh, <laughs> in my voice. But like it, it was just it was one of these movies that that there's uh, there's definitely some faults in it that we've already brought up. We brought mm-hmm. up everything that I see was are the faults. But at the same time, those faults kind of came by and they they happened and I just kind of went okay whatever and just was like that's this is just the movie I got it and kept watching the film and it never fully took away from the experience of the movie itself it was still a fun film i really yeah, do like yeah. the goose segment as as just as a five minute segment as that is and has <laughs> no bearing on the rest of the plot except for getting them to paris mm-hmm. it was still funny i i like those two those two <laughs> amelia and abigail the geese yeah who I read are the same actresses that played the two old lady characters from the Odd Couple play and movie. Oh wow! Okay, apparently a little bit, a little bit of history there. Yeah, I, um, I was I was looking up some of the trivia on that stuff, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny that they just cast them as <laughs> as the two old just geese. <laughs> I wonder if that plays a part in this. For the first time, felt dated. I felt like I was watching a film from the 70s. Mm-hmm. That the Which is movie, weird, even though it doesn't take place in the 70s. You right, it's 1910. Feel, right. But you can kind of feel that. It was the technique. It was the voice acting. It was the the pace of it. It was a lot of elements playing a, playing a part in how I felt, but it felt, it felt dated. And now, you're right, though. This is not a bad movie. There's nothing no. egregious in this film where it's like, no. oh, God. Yeah. Like, I'm not rolling my eyes. I, I don't think there are even jokes that are dated that would that that played like that have led me to this this feeling that it felt dated. It just it had a very 70s style in its opening credits in the music mm-hmm. choices and more so than what we've we've seen so far. Uh, at one of our I was it was either Wyatt or Thomas talking about Jungle Book being feeling dated and being affected by the times, which I can totally agree. Mm-hmm. The music choices, the the style the stylization of even Baloo himself as a beatnik and a bum. But this one it, it might have been the sloppier animation. It might have been the darker color palettes. Mm-hmm. Because this doesn't have a vibrance that we've seen in a lot of the films either. No, the closest the thing anything being vibrant in the entire film is the the song "Everybody Wants to Be a Cat." Yeah, gets, which is and the super end credits. psychedelic too. Yeah. It has a very psychedelic which, feel to it, which kind of dates that too. Mm-hmm. Because first mm-hmm. off, I, it's weird. The song is very much so like a big band jazz song, which would mm-hmm. make sense from or the, the the jazzy you know song from the early 1900s. If you really wanted to go that far uh but like it's it's it it's weird that it's so kind of crazy in some spots also slightly racist oh okay um, wait, let's jump on that real quick <laughs> i did not see that coming it's I, been uh, so long since we've had any problems i thought disney learned thought it's less learned there is a, an asian stereotype cat in this that as soon as he appeared on screen with the big teeth and the slanty eyes oh. and he slammed the symbol on his head to be like the like the rice hats, and I was, I was oh, I groaned. I, yep. Oh, that that was oh Disney, come on now. That's that one oh. moment in the film that I did went really. That, they did that, like, that and again, one little characters, and then he plays chopsticks on the piano with chopsticks. With chopsticks. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> now I don't. I do know that that moment has been was cut from the soundtrack release. 
Oh, that's good. There you go. Movie. Uh, that the his line, his solos, solo lines, mm-hmm. um, is cut from that song on the soundtrack. So it just kind of goes directly into it. However, um, I, I I know it's on the legacy edition of the soundtrack, it's, which came out a couple of years ago. So it is nice that that's happening fewer, more more infrequently as we've moved on through here. That the <laughs> that the uh, we need to release a special edition where we don't have that thing in it. Yep, it's, yep. That's not something that is occurring. As often, I mean, even like cutting the cigarettes out of Pecos Bill's mouth, if you go back to the ooh, hashtag package films, uh, um, I, I, I'm sorry that wasn't deliberate to get it in there, uh, but like even cutting the cigarettes, that, that's dumb. Come on. That, yeah. It's there's it's it's and I get it. I understand why they do it. Like for stuff like that, I I, I understand. I mm-hmm. we're trying to have a good, a good clean image. Disney is or at least Disney was up until a certain point all about kind of having like a a good family friendly stuff and most kids won't care i i really don't think most kids would care especially especially nowadays back in the 60s back in the 60s 70s and the 80s i i get it i feel like there was a lot more sensitivity towards some of that stuff Mm -hmm. um or at least the 80s there was a lot more sensitivity towards what we can show kids and then up even up until like the early 90s but honestly nowadays Man, in the last 20 years, there's so much crap out there. YouTube's out there. YouTube shows worse things on a daily basis than any movie will ever show. And I feel like that's why movie, like the movies themselves have gotten a little more lax on what they can do. We're just still not blatantly racist, yes, I, I like to feel. <laughs> that's, I, I definitely feel that, thankfully, that has slowly disappeared. I My hope is that we don't see any egregious stereotypical characterizations on the screen anymore we can we can discuss voice acting whitewashing all that blah 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 like down the road if that's if that's an issue worth bringing up but for the most part it's nice that they are just (laughs) cutting that crap out just cutting it just like nope we're just we're gonna pull that out and that's why it surprised me so much when that asian cat hopped on screen i was like oh no what It was just and it, like and there's obviously there's an Italian cat in that scene and, and there's, a Russian there's a, cat, a yeah. Russian cat and none of those bother me mm-hmm. nearly and no they don't no they don't even bother me at all honestly it's the flipping Chinese cat that's the one <laughs> I was just like oh why oh, why what are you doing Walt but Disney but that that aside this <laughs> yes. movie is fine yeah. I, it's inoffensive aside from what we just discussed but exactly it's. <laughs> I just don't I personally don't see as the energy or the joy or even the truly memorable characters and music that we've seen in nearly all the I mean at least half of the movies we've watched up to this point of the 20 we've seen so far and I I'm not surprised that this is a movie that people haven't seen or people have forgotten they've seen mm-hmm. um but wh- how about you where do you where do you land on this is this I'm not. I'm not asking you to rank it yet because I'll, I'll I'll trick you with that later. Oh no! Oh no! Are you going to trick me in the middle of the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would show this to my ne- nieces and nephews unless they were really into cats. Right. This is definitely, and I and there's a part of me that almost wonders if this is the subtly the answer for the fact there's been so many dogs and so many dog movies with Lady, like just Lady and the Tramp and 101 Dalmatians, just to name the two off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But dogs are very like prominent in a lot of Disney films and cats. I mean, 101 Dalmatians, the cats were the bad guys. Yeah. You know, and Lucifer like, was a bad guy in Cinderella. <laughs> exactly. So it's like cats have always been kind of the bad guy in these films. So this almost, this almost was, this, this feels a little bit like a, Begrudgingly, like, no, okay, fine. We need to do a cat movie, guys. What do we got? This one's for the cat fans. Exactly. Look, they're all fine and happy. They drink milk and aren't they cute? And look, they freak out and hiss. That's funny. (laughs) Okay. And then just moving on. You know, like, I, I will say, I will say this as you know, repeating as what we've said. Yeah, I don't hate the movie. Mm. I'm not in love with the movie. And pointing out what we have discussed, even though this was approved by Walt. I can see it does lack his input. Yeah. And I wonder if some of that stuff that we have pointed out, the pacing in the beginning, you know, just just uh, some of the plot issues, I wonder if that would have been fixed if he was still alive during production. Right. If he had if he had 
been there to say this needs to be a little smoother or this is this isn't working right uh, more of these characters less of these characters now and, i know like, like yeah, rough for the mouse he had the ambition to want to go out and find the cats and save them but he couldn't get 10 feet from the house right so it's like oh he's okay like yeah, there's a there's a lot of almost yeah, there's a handful of times where it felt like it was a wasted opportunity or even a wasted character. As great as, as it is to hear Sterling Holloway, because yes. Sterling Holloway alert, he's, the, he's the mouse. <laughs> Got so excited about that. Uh, also, I, I'm making a subtle, I'm making a secondary um, alert. I'm doing a Thrill Ravenscroft alert as now as well, because uh, it's the second time that he was, he's the big, deep Tony the Tiger voice. Oh, okay, um, yeah. He's in this as well as uh, I'm spacing. What is it? Uh, as Billy Boss. The oh, he's the Russian cat. The Russian cat is okay. who he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna point out him when he shows up too because I like him. Uh, <laughs> I like his voice. Um, You're a mean one. It's so good. Oh, it just that. Mm, it's Christmas. That voice is Christmas, <laughs> and the haunted mansion ride is what that voice is <laughs> to me. Yeah. Forget Tony the Tiger. Um. I mean, I had a point. I was going somewhere, and I completely, I completely. Forget. Oh I yeah, so it felt like a, he, they, some of those, some of these bits and pieces just felt kind of wasted. Like they had an idea, and they just didn't really entirely know where mm-hmm. to go with it, uh, or just didn't see it through all the way. I almost wonder if that mouse. I, I like to think that if Walt had been around, the mouse character would have been cut from the film, cut or expanded. Dick, or expanded. His role right now feels insignificant. Yep. I liked his little gag with the cracker. That was fine. Yep. But constantly coming back to him wanting to, I'm going to go rescue them, and I couldn't. I'm yep. going to try to warn them, and I can't. Um, if they would have, what they probably would have done, if they did not expand the role, here, here's, here's a what if. They would have done one of two things. They would have cut him so he was only in that bit Yeah. where he comes out with the cracker. because, And that's what I expected. I expected him to be... Just when he first showed up, I'm like, oh, this is just a secondary side character or or mm-hmm. whatever, and they're not going to ever come back to him, really. Um, so they would have either done that, but I understand that, yes, he him doing that, and he's the only one that knows the cats were kidnapped initially uh, or drugged and kidnapped or, right. cat, or catnapped. Catnapped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag bad joke. Um, but, uh, what I, what I feel like they, the expanded version of it with that, he would have actually been able to get out there, would have probably gotten lost, would have ended up getting mixed up in something else. And then the cats would have ended up having to save him. Yeah. You know, Aww. which would have added, that would have added like a half hour to the film. Which and it, we didn't need. <laughs> yep. And I wish we didn't definitely. And a complete just secondary storyline that is not really important to the main storyline, which is the cats have to get home. Right. That's your point. That's your plot. That's the outline. That's what you have to, that's, that's what we're focusing on. And having the mouse running around and having his own adventures is just too much. Too much. It would be a B plot that wouldn't, wouldn't serve any purpose. Right. Now Um, I do know this movie was originally supposed to be a live action thing for the wonderful world of Disney. That doesn't surprise me. Because the human stuff felt unnecessarily animated. Yep. Especially the opening with the with the lawyer showing up and and madam and all, all the all of the stuff at the beginning there. There was it did not feel necessary for that to be animated. Right. And it just it 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 was supposed to be that it was supposed to be a two part like television special that eventually got adapted into the film. And like the first scripts were written back in this early '60s, and they got rejected, and they got rewritten, and they got rewritten, and they got rewritten. So this is not just like, oh, we have an idea, let's write a script, and Walt's gone, so let's just put it together and you know and do it. This is something that had been in production for ages. Interesting, that, that's, and it still cool. ended up like this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and I say that that sounds that sounds negative, but I mean like you think after ten years of the film being like the scripting and production and then work being done on the film that it would have, they would have been able to like refine some of those bits and pieces. But I will say, I, I do think I do. Yeah. It all came down to just the lack of waltz. Um, mm-hmm. And it, and it, and the film suffered from it. In all honesty, that you could see that the film suffered from it, and just really could have used his input into it. Yeah, the, because there, it's all the all the screws are just a little loose. Everything, yep. if it was tightened a little bit more, I feel the movie would have would have worked on a higher level than it did. It, even going so far as re re um, kind of retreading what 
they did in 101, Dal- 101 Dalmatians, the class system discussing like, – the movie's called Aristocats. They are aristocrats. They come mm-hmm. from rich. They have to go slum it with O'Malley. They they go to the other side of the tracks. It's what Lady experienced with Tramp. It's That that idea is there. The, the corruption of money to Edgar. He seemed like a perfectly loyal – subject until he heard i could get this fortune if it weren't for these cats and it and it corrupts him and and uh and the even the ideas of gender roles the sexism is i don't think it's brutal in this but the fact that duchess wants a husband she she's she's taken by thomas o'malley and she she could see a better life having a father figure for the kids and 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 him constantly being the there to rescue the damsel. Uh, she wasn't a very proactive heroine. Mm-hmm. She was very much there to be rescued by Thomas again and again. Which is funny that you bring that up. Because while, okay. while you were talking, and I was listening, because I, okay. I do listen to you. Uh, <laughs> I promise I do listen. Oh, thank um, you. I was doing, I was, I was, which sounds like I don't listen. Now I just made myself <laughs> when sound you like say a that, jerk. <laughs> I am so sorry. That just made me sound like such a jerk. Um, I was, sorry, I was, I was looking up some information. I was trying to figure out more about this script to see mm-hmm. what they're, what just, uh, what about it. And you, you talking about the fact that Duchess doesn't really just feel like she's there to do anything. She's just there to be uh, the, the, the damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, well, the original, when it was still in the two scripts, the two, you know, specials that they were going to make for it, in the original script, uh, Duchess was obsessed with finding adopters that would be appropriate for the kittens. Oh, okay. So that was her entire, like, that was her storyline. She wanted somebody to, she wanted to find the correct people for her kittens when they got older, or, you know, to be adopted off. And oh. that's what she was dealing with. Okay, so she she wasn't going to raise them herself. She was trying to find good homes for the individual three? Yep, and that hmm. got ditched because, uh, actually... Walt or Walt originally liked that, but then somebody else had uh, suggested that they ditch that and make it more of an adventure comedy film, like 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> so somebody else went pull the you know pull the the serious dramatic stuff out. Let's just simplify it and make it be 101 Dalmatians, which obviously. And I literally just read that, so that had nothing to say. Nothing had no sway on my opinion earlier. So to, so to find out that even back then they were just like, no, just make it 101 Dalmatians and it'll just, be easier. Yeah, just, just make it 101 again. <laughs> yeah, which is funny that we pointed out how similar it is. Ah. Huh. Interesting. So no, I just that was that was good timing. I just sorry for like the extended explanation of that. Oh, no, no, that's uh, great. That's great. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I've, I, it's tough because I'm kind of uh, I can I like this movie and I also don't like it. There's a lot that I can see works, but a lot of stuff I wish worked better. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm hearing you, um, as well. And Jeff, of all the movies we've watched, ah, in this, <laughs> I was gonna try to break it in before you did. <laughs> of all the movies that we've watched in this <laughs> series of ten, so our second series, yes, where do you rank this? And I, it's not going to be your number one. It's I, not. clearly is not going to be your number one, which means we are going to have two different tournaments going on. This is very correct, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so I did do some thinking about this, and uh, I, I, I have my, I had my decision set prior to us recording, mm-hmm. uh, and it hasn't changed because okay. I. Do do feel like this is still a good spot for it. Uh, this is my number seven. So, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> so okay. it's it's knocking down. It's it's now going to be before Alice in Wonderland, Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and The Jungle Book. Okay. Um, I put it at seven because it's still, in my opinion, it's still a lot better than those movies. Because again, it's not a bad movie, mm-hmm. but it's just nothing that I'm. Like there wasn't really anything that I, I once the movie finished, I was just kind of like, okay, I watched that, and that was it, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> yep, that, there wasn't like I wasn't still singing the songs, I wasn't still thinking about the plots and all the characters. You know, I I was like, okay, that was fine. Mm-hmm. I, that was I was worth the hour and what sixteen minutes the movie is or something like that. Yeah, and uh, but at the same time, it still just didn't like like the movies that come before. Obviously, I've talked Cinderella to death, but like I love Lady and the Tramp. Still, that's still a great film. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. well done. As you've mentioned, the characters are a lot more developed in that. Uh, Sword of the Stone was fun and kind of was enjoyable. One Hundred One Dalmatians, I I 
I do like. That was fun. We had good characters from that. And then like Peter Pan's funny and and well done. And even Sleeping Beauty, you know, the Sleeping Beauty that isn't about Sleeping Beauty yeah. is <laughs> was still enjoyable. All right. Um, but you know, and definitely I didn't hate this movie. Yeah, it wasn't worse than Alice in Wonderland, which is just weird, and it's definitely not as bad as the Jungle Book in my head. So it it, it sat kind of just. It was like, well, this makes sense. I mean, it could maybe be a six. Yeah, it, it's it's all it's always that like one edges out over another. Yep. But uh, it for like, me was it's yeah we're hitting number seven for this one. So okay. That's uh, well, my list, TC. TC, where does it fall on your list? Uh, well, I I am actually putting it a bit lower Ooh. on my list, and and this is tough because I was hemming and hawing about it, but it really came down to if if <laughs> the old classic, if I woke up in a movie theater and it was playing, would I get up and leave scenario, right. or which movie would I watch before the other, um, as as you've used before? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it. Just above Ichabod and Mr. Toad as my number nine. Oh, in between Ichabod at number, which is now my number ten, and Sleeping Beauty, which is my number eight. Yes, is your Sleeping Beauty number eight, or is Alice in Wonderland your number eight? So I have Lady and the Tramp at number one, Cinderella, okay. The Jungle Book, Sword in the Stone, Hundred One Dalmatians, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland. Oh. Sleeping Beauty, Aristocats, and Ichabod. I'm sorry, everybody. The uh, the notes on the Facebook page is wrong. Then oh oh, oh. <laughs> I flipped your Sleeping Beauty and Alice in Wonderland. I'm oh. changing it now. So when people <laughs> see this after the episode comes out, no one will know. No one will know except that we <laughs> left this audio in. Ah, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Not that, so wait, so we'll just, we'll we'll is what we'll do. We'll we'll totally we'll totally cut this audio out. So this totally. all this won't be this will no, be gone. No, so this will be gone. We, so but we need our, something to cut to. So just let's just uh, let's just start uh, laughing. Um, well, we just finished. Um, ready? So we just finished okay. a ranking. I just ranked it at number nine. Okay, right, <laughs> number nine. That's a great ranking number. number. What a number, boy! It wasn't oh, like boy. we had cut anything from that sec. <laughs> Oh man, I spoiled it, didn't I? I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) This is what happens when you're not in the room with me, TC. See? You weren't in the room where it happens. mm -hmm, Um, (laughs) I worked a Hamilton reference in for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe half the audience got it. Yes. (laughs) Did you see there's new music video released? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. (laughs) So there there we go. That's our 10 for for this 10. So uh, coming, our first 10, we both agreed that Pinocchio was our was our number one yep right and yep. just for a quick quick uh, if I didn't mention it before we aren't wrong because that's the only 100% on Rotten Tomatoes is Pinocchio <laughs> <laughs> hey guys just saying I just mean, saying uh, we're, we follow the crowd we follow uh, but, the crowd <laughs> but now our second round here you have Cinderella as your number one and I have Lady and the Tramp which basically means that we'll have two different brackets when yes, this yeah. is all said and done. When, because I do have a feeling as we go through these next 30 or so movies, where our number one is going to be different a couple more times. I cannot yeah, imagine yeah. that it's just this time. <laughs> P- particularly because the, the movies that are coming, maybe, yes. not, maybe not the next 10 exactly, because the next 10, those are some, it's the Dark Ages, it's, it's just at the beginning of the Disney Renaissance. But the the set the fourth set those yeah. are the movies we grew up on. Yep. We will definitely have some attachment to them. The oh, yeah. listeners, you listeners, <clears throat> will surely have an attachment once we hit the Mencken years and and the the Disney the just the the re, the Renaissance the, yeah. the era that they are that put them to the standard they are to this day. Yep. Yep, uh, but we got to get through that next ten. <laughs> <clears throat> that next ten, which is going to be tough for a little while, I have a mm-hmm. feeling. I feel like the rest of these seventies, these these nineteen seventies movies are going to be a bit hard. I mean, actually, I guess the Black Cauldron's eighty five. So really, no, you're right. Pretty much just most of the next <laughs> the next ten are going to be a little tough. Uh, but that's why I'm looking forward to them. Yeah. So uh, I do have a quick comment here, if, uh, you can, which I got from Twitter. If you mm-hmm. want to tweet at us at TC's Big Head, which I tend to get all the tweets for some reason. Yes, you do. I don't. Uh, Nobody or, likes me. Or at Random Bell, if you want to hit him on Twitter. Maybe people um, don't find me. <laughs> am I? Am I not like? Do I mind? Am I not just out there enough? Do I need to? Do I need to ask more? Maybe I do. <laughs> uh, this is Nerf Herder, but the E is a three in both the words. Okay. Okay. That sounds very nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> They're a Star Trek fan, right? Yeah. 
I okay. guess so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, they they have an image of the of Pinocchio dumping out his beverage from Pinocchio, which the moment in Pinocchio that that is is when he's drinking in the pool hall mm-hmm. and Lumpkin or the the kid Lampwick Lampwick turns okay. it, starts turning to the donkey and Pinocchio looks at his drink and then dumps it out, right? <laughs> Yep. And the tweet is, have you ever drank to the point of hallucination? <laughs> now, I, I okay, because this happened in Aristocats. Right. There is a moment where the, the mouse, when uh, Rutherford is cha- chasing Scatman Carruthers and his gang, or it looks like he's chasing them, and there's the, the French guy sitting at the restaurant, and he's drinking the wine, and then he sees it go by, and then he dumps the wine out. Okay. <laughs> So, th- there's a gross misunderstanding of how drinking works in movies. <laughs> yes. Because that's a gag that has existed all over the place, up oh. and down cinema and animated movies. To I'm this pretty sure day. it's been a gag, though. I th- I, that's, it sounds like it's a gag from back in the silent day, uh, silent era of films as well. That feels very much so like a like a Three Stooges or even into like a, like the Marx Brothers or even a yeah. Chaplin or Buster but- Keaton. That sounds like a Buster Keaton gag, actually. <laughs> so... Jeff, have you ever drank to the point of hallucination? Um, not that I can remember, uh, though there was that one time that the room was filled with pink elephants. So ah, were they on a parade? No, they were just kind of talking about movies. Oh, weird! It was hmm. kind of weird. That's, that's, that's boring. <laughs> yeah, so, it was really boring. That's why. It, that's why I stopped drinking. Uh, there, so. There's surely someone out there has made a supercut of how many times someone has dumped out their drink, seen something crazy. But I don't think that's how alcohol works. I really I, because even even Pinocchio. He's not dumping the beverage out because he's, oh, I'm so drunk I'm seeing Lampwick turn into a donkey. I think Pinocchio figured out, I think drinking this is going to turn me into a donkey. Dump. <laughs> and it's, it's it's uh, yeah, people just don't understand how people don't understand how alcohol <laughs> works. Because by doing that, you're now not sober. Just, right. just throwing that out there. But why are we picking this apart? <laughs> I don't know. Because someone tweeted it. And said, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I've ever drank that far. And uh, I, there should be a supercut of this. And if there's not... Well, someone should make it. Someone should make it. Not me. Somebody with more time and drive and energy should make this. Um, mostly mostly someone with more time. So. Mostly someone with more time. Uh, I don't have time. I, I have important things to do, TC, mm-hmm. like creating Basquatch and, <laughs> uh, and my wiki. <laughs> that is the important stuff that I have to be doing. <laughs> uh, so what did, you, what did you think about this era? This ten, these 10 films we watched, I, they're a lot different than that first 10. They are, and 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 I know a lot of that's going to be because of uh, stuff just like you know that first era was Disney trying to figure things out, and they mm-hmm. didn't really you know they they invented the feature length animated film, you know, and 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 how do we make this work, and how do we tell stories that that's that long, and then we they hit the era with the the hashtag uh, package films, and <laughs> they I'm, we're going to use that, and uh, you know they they. It basically had to start over again. So mm-hmm. that first, those first ten movies are so just all over the place and are so hard to nail down. Like what what are we supposed to be expecting out of them? Right, right. Uh, these and- these last ten were 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 a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, Ichabod and Mister Toad was the last kind of kind of package film ish yeah, because were- it was two stories. Exactly. Yeah, it was two two incomplete movies. Right. Put together. It's- but then after that, we got nine solid full-length, you know, or completed storylines or completed yeah, we, films. We it truly is the golden era. We we are we saw a bunch of the movies in this in this grouping that truly are Disney classics. That are the first thing you think of: Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Sleeping Beauty, uh, Cinderella. Those are classic Disney movies. Yep. Whether whether they were successes or failures, the time that they came out. They are the standard. They are the the prototype for those specific stories, right? And and it's it's funny and it's fascinating to look back at these and go like, well, that that first ten, those first ten movies were only over the course of eleven years. Yeah, wow. Like all of that only happened because it was thirty seven to forty eight. Because Melody mm-hmm. Time was released in forty eight. These last ten was from forty nine until nineteen seventy. 
That's a big stretch of time. A big stretch of time for for 10 movies, but it makes more sense because you look at like Pixar movies or any animated film nowadays, generally it's like three to four years to make a film. Because so yeah, they're developing them, they're, they're, they're trying new techniques. Right. And, and, and obviously movies are in like for, for the animation films, the movies are in production for a lot longer than just those four, four or so years. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause obviously Walt was, they were working on the script in 61. So nine years before the movie got released, they were already working and trying to figure out the script. So, but you can see that there's more time. They, they dedicated more time to these films. Right. There was more, I don't want to say more love because I think there was an equal amount of love in all these, these first 20. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these last 10, you could see that they were like, no, 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 we need to take our time with this. We can't just throw something together and hope it works. <laughs> <laughs> a hope and a prayer on some of yep. these. I mean, uh, you can see, obviously we've had moments where, hey, this one we need to cut back on because we need to just make it be cheaper so that way we don't lose as much money if it goes, you know, if it goes under or if it tanks. Right. Um, there is that stuff that was in the works, but they still took their time to make these. And it's, 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 it's night and day, honestly, between those first 10 and the second 10 of mm-hmm. what we have for Disney movies. Yeah, even the, even the wartime films that we, we got to watch had a, a different style, a different charm to them than mm-hmm. what we ended up getting in the majority of these movies. I'm, I feel good about it, even though you picked Cinderella and I picked Lady and Tramp <laughs> for our number ones, but those number ones represent this area, era so well. Yep. Uh, but I'll, even Jungle Book and Alice and Peter Pan, every, everything in this grouping are all standards at least the the best of the best in this grouping, whether it's your favorite or someone else's favorite, are going to have repercussions on the movies that follow mm-hmm. uh, in in all the best ways. A lot of returning to what worked in these and avoiding what didn't. A lot of retreading mistakes, which I think we will see in the Dark Ages, which is we are going to experience in our third 10. And I'm, I'm looking forward to what the listeners think of well, of our lists of what we just experienced with these ten, but more so what we're what we're about to experience in the next coming weeks. I know um, I'm excited about what we're going to experience because TC, I just counted. Yeah, I uh, I've I have not seen eight of these movies. Oh man, this is going to be fun. This, this is going to be, be a lot of fun. So that's ne- why I was really excited for these. <laughs> so next week, what are we watching? Well, next week we're going to start with our first of a brand new set, which makes ranking a lot easier for us. Of course. Um, we're going to watch the 1973 animated film Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Uh, which I'm assuming is 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 about the Kevin Costner film. Yes, it's uh, it has the Brian Adams soundtrack and Alan, Alan Rickman just hamming it up. Just hamming it up, which <laughs> I look forward to that. Have you have you seen have you seen this animated Robin Hood? No. This oh. is this is the first one, uh, first oh, of those eight that I have not seen. Well, I am. Um, I can almost guarantee after we watch it next week for this group of ten, it will be your number two. Oh, it will be. Oh, oh, I well, You know what, TC? You just took a lot of you took a lot of pressure off me because I didn't know if it would be my number one or not. And I'm well, like, ah, oh, maybe Jeff, it's number two. Then look so. at what number ten is on this list. I know that's why it's not my number one, guys. <laughs> we all, anyone who's listened from the beginning knows that Jeff loves Beauty and the Beast. Would it be okay if I just put Beauty and the Beast yeah, as my number I, one on the list already? <laughs> I, I think there will be no doubt. There would be have to, it would have to be a miracle in the next ten. For you to just dethrone Beauty and the Beast, I just don't see it happening. So it, we'll just start it out that it's your number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's like the number one that is non-changeable. It's non-negotiable. It just does not change. It's my um, number one. Unless we get a fluke and you're like, "Great mouse detective." Heck yeah! <laughs> if we got a fluke and and I'm like, "No, that's my number one." I would have to go home and rethink my life. Oh boy, you're, you're, <laughs> there's a you're, lot of stuff. You're making it very difficult on yourself. <laughs> I know, I know, and I'm kind of scared now. TC, TC, I'm scared. <laughs> All right. So, if, for those of you who have not seen Robin Hood, try to dust it off and, and find a copy, give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am curious to have a conversation with you about this, Jeff, because this is, there's a lot to be said about this one coming up. So. Uh, but we will we will experience that next week. If there's anyone who wants to comment on it, keep keep an eye out on facebook.com slash top shelf pod. We'll have a, an announcement up that we are going to be discussing it. Uh, we didn't do that for Aristocats today, but we ended up doesn't matter. I think if we're you, good. I think we yeah. were good for today because I yeah. think we hit all the stuff. Yeah, today our schedule's a little off. Things are mm-hmm. uh, schedules are still kind of goofy for the for the 
for there's this week's hot, recording. Yeah, there's a there's a Independence Day coming up and all that. Um, exactly. And uh, if you want to Twitter paid at us, like I said earlier, <laughs> you can at Jeff. Uh, Jeff is at Random Bell. Show him some love. Jeez. If you want to hit me up, it's at TC's Big Head. I'm always happy to engage in some conversation with you guys. Mm. But uh, yeah, this is fun. We did. We made it through our next ten. We've done twenty episodes so far, Jeff. It's been That's it's, crazy. It's been great. It's been great, and we still have another thirty-three to go. <laughs> I think at the time of this, let's just verify. I think let's just verify here. Mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. the time of this recording, uh, no, I'm sorry, we have thirty-six. <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Moana's Moana. 30, is fifty-six. <laughs> Oh, man. So we're kind not even halfway there. We're not even halfway yet, done yet. So man uh, keep coming back. Keep commenting. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Thank you for all that. Uh, wherever you might be listening to this, um, we appreciate it. So Indeed, everybody. And thanks again for listening. Thank you for coming, TC. Oh, and thank you for having me, Jeffrey. Uh, every time. Anytime. Maybe this time next week. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's all for the podcast this week. I'm TC. I'm Jeff. And, and we'll we will s- talk to you in this yes. this when the, the out quote, the end line in the end with and goodbye. <laughs> this doesn't sound like the end, TC. <laughs> it, it it is. I'll say when it's the end. Yeah. Okay. Boink. <laughs> See what I did there? I referenced you did, the movie. You referenced the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>